and welcome to Seize the GM. If you're looking to get started GMing, we're here to help. And if you're a GM with a few levels under your experience belt, we are here to help you find your prestige class. Let us take you through some common questions, concerns, and the fun challenges that every GM will face. We have our ideas, our opinions, and some might even say answers that we want to share. So pull up a chair, dust off your dice, and let us help you seize the GM. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to a special edition of Seize the GM. That's right. You are going to get a special after-school edition where we talk about our feelings and what matters and how to be a better kid. Why the hell are we doing that? Fun and profit? Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Fun Fun and profit. profit. Okay. Yeah, that's something I could get behind. Ferengi yeah. rule of acquisition. So, <laughs> this is going to be a lot different than a normal show. So, if you're wanting a normal, traditional Seize the GM show, wait for two more weeks. Listen to the new one that comes out then. Or go back into our back catalog, which is far and extensive because, you know, this is episode 125. So, we've done a few, one or two. There are also all of the additional special dog days of podcasting episodes Zended without things like, you know, my wit and and Jewel's imagination to kind of rein him in. So if you want unfiltered Zen, we even have you covered there. It's true. You lucky, lucky sons of bitches. (laughs) But just so as we've kind of mentioned, yeah. It's a special episode. And Zen's kind of hinting at part of where we're going and what, what we're talking about by, you know, the 124 other episodes that have come before. Yeah, this is, if, if it, when it releases, this will be at the exact same time, five years ago, that I put out the very first episode of Seize the GM. So it has been um, kind of a a long and really, really strange trip. Even more so than just the last year. You're making me feel has... older now. <laughs> I know, right? I but... was in my 30s back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but no, we have been doing this for now going on five years. And I know when I first started batting around this idea, it was at the same time that I was still doing Hidden Grid. That's how long I've had this domain that this eventually became. Because I'm like, oh, this would be a great name for a podcast. I need to get it now. So I bought this domain and I I had been sitting on it for probably four years before we started doing Seize the GM. So what Zen is trying to say is that he is old and also that he really cool idea a long time ago before some of you learned what dice were before you could step on the first Eric D4 in the middle of the night. And that, that concept, that idea gave birth to what you hear before you now, which is Seize the GM. Yeah. So, I'm going to go a little uh, back in the the time machine here and, and try to piece together what I was thinking when I first pitched this idea. And it was myself... It was null, and we were looking for a third person to do this with. And I think we just did, I think the first couple were just him and I. God, it's been so long. I don't even know. I've been there since day one. Have you? Okay. Then, because I remember <clears throat> we were we were playing 
in the uh, Hidden Grid AP, yeah, all yeah. of us were playing together. Mm-hmm. And we would, I remember we would, on, on the days that we would record, we would sit down, we would record that, and then we'd be like, okay, everybody that's doing CZGM, get off of here, and we'll start up another <laughs> And then we would start recording again and record another episode for this. Yeah, and, and then we, we decided to, and then we decided it's like after a couple of those, which is like, no, no, this is too much. We did. Um, we, we did, started doing a different day. Yeah, we started on Wednesday. Uh, we had uh, the recording on Wednesday, and then we had the podcast on Thursday, if I recall correctly. It could be. God, it was. It was a while ago, but the the original premise for this was. Pretty much what we've said every time. It's, I felt like because I had had a fair amount of time sitting in the DMs and GM's chair that I might have a few things of consequence to say about GMing as a art form and style of cooperative storytelling. And so I wanted to bring people that I thought were totally awesome that I was gaming with at the time together to help with that. And eventually, you know, I think I've been here, aside from the one episode that I missed, I've been on every single episode since we started. If you have listened to every single one of the episodes, thank you. Apologize where appropriate and hope that you will join us on our Discord and Patreon and tell us your favorite story of when Zen messed up. Oh, I mess up a lot. I I know that. (laughs) But I was going to follow this up with prompts about other people messing up later with other things, but yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, no, no. I know know, know how I am. I, I have made, I know early recordings, there were some that were really good and then we'd have Sound quality issues and then audio drift. Yeah, because we were trying to figure out, but the thing is, at that time, there were a couple of different technical options. And uh, one of them we were having, it was like virtual audio cables, and they didn't quite work exactly how we wanted them to. And then Zencaster came up, but it's still, it was still in beta, and there was a lot of, uh, and there was that that syncing, not syncing, but uh, where everyone was on a different, because of your speeds yeah where it's that drift would start yeah what's really weird is i know other podcasts i listen to now are using zencaster and it's fantastic and i'm just like really (laughs) yeah and all the way through the and all fairness it's kind of like discord because we jumped on early and tried to use it and said this this does not work and now it is uh fairly reliable and frankly that is what we use now because they, it's it, just easier. Uh, well, it, it is easy. It is compact. It scaled well during the pandemic. Uh, props, props to them. Yeah. And so that was that was my my thoughts and feelings when we were first starting. Now, Jules, you were right there with me. What were you thinking when I first invited you to help me with this? crazy crazy idea that i had uh honestly uh my imposter syndrome went into severe overdrive and i'm like okay well i guess he just feels bad for me (laughs) i swear to fucking god (laughs) no no i i didn't feel bad for you i i knew you could do this oh i'd also never i've also never been on a uh you know like actual plays all right, but the thing is, like, before we were doing the uh, Shadowrun actual play for a bit, and then it just fucking died, which kind of sucked. But um, but then, you know, you say, like, well, I got this idea, and you're asking me. I'm like, uh. So it's either, I, I was either like, okay, does he need, like, a, a, does he want to have, like, the standard, okay, now we, it's like smart guy, we have, we have smart guy, we have clever guy, and chick. <laughs> that no, was like one of the things no. went through my head and it's and i'm like no like, actually very early on i've wanted to have i have wanted a an inclusive 
feel for the podcast. And I still, to this day, would, I would love for more, more diversity and having more people that we could pull and invite in that would, maybe they don't, aren't regulars on the show, but that would be more than happy to come in and, and do like three or four episodes or something and give some of us a break if we need a break or whatever. But yeah, that's, I've always wanted to include as many different elements because I knew they were there. And I knew people would want to hear from, you know, somebody that was, you know, as the saying goes, someone like me, instead of just a bunch of 40-something white guys. Because that's what most were, were either the 40-something white guys or the, I mean, at that point, it was kind of like the 30-something white guys. And, I mean... Everyone knew that there were, you know, people of color playing, but there's no one was talking with them at the time. Mm -hmm. Now it's all over and it's awesome and I love it. <laughs> and I will be so, uh huh. It's like, I, and the thing is, like, you sit there with, like, you're hearing the stories and you're hearing how they, how people characterize. And I'm just like, why wouldn't you want to listen to this guy? He's freaking brilliant. Yeah. And there's um there's a dude on Twitter and the guy is a he's a theater and oh my god, he I, I found him because he did this little musical tribute to Critical Role. And I'm like, oh my gosh, his voice, he has this amazing cadence when he speaks. He's, he's a he's a theater theater gent and i'm listening i'm like oh my gosh what a way to have and i'm thinking about it, it's like the, the guy plays dungeons and dragons and he's <laughs> he's probably I, I, everyone calls him like the critical bard and okay, he's amazing yeah. absolutely amazing but uh he puts up little videos and it's like i love i love his singing voice it's so rich it's very velvety but when he speaks and depending on the mood it's not, and here's the thing, it's like his cadence will change, his rhythm will change, and I'm like, this guy is brilliant. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm so jealous he can costume into freaking anything and make it look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's it, and the thing is, I, you know, I'm glad that, you know, in the five years we've kind of seen... And it's painful at times. We actually see like the, the community will will lose friends uh, because they say something assholish that hurts not just you, but a whole bunch of your friends, maybe some of your family. But the the whole community, I guess, is kind of growing a bit. And yeah. it, for some, it's painful. And the thing is, like, you might not have known this friend for like 10, 15 years. And then all of a sudden you look at like drivel coming out of their mouth. But. It's like, well, yeah. okay, well, I don't want that in my game. I don't want that in yeah. in around me. You grow. It kind of hurts because, well, you re no one's an asshole all the time, and we all know that. Yeah. Well, one of the big things is that gamers, geeks, nerds, we kind of grew up being used to not having a lot of other people like us. We really did have to find family, find community in ways that a, a lot of other groups didn't. And... So that that sense of intimacy and closeness that a lot of us felt with people really quickly online, you're one of me, one of us, yes, is normal. Um, yeah. And so those you know, betrayals, for lack of a better way of putting it, had what to some people would seem like an uh, unexpected weight. But it's reasonable when you've got people who aren't used to getting to share their their joys and loves people who aren't used to having the same language as the people around them and their friends and yeah. it was so small and the thing is like it was so small it's just like if you know you look at it's like you look at somebody and you, and you look at them and you they, you notice like the app on the phone now it's a fifth ad spell list and you're like oh one of us yeah 
And I like that also, like I, I we've seen so much, uh, I guess in the, in, in the digital space, uh, which also offers uh, interesting ways of accessibility, I guess, for games. Yeah. Like, okay. If, um, you know, if somebody can't, can't make the game is like, all right, you know, we could, we could run it. Um, actually through discord or one of the other various like web-based things or yeah um yeah virtual tabletops really Mm kind of came into their own in the last few years and there's a whole and the thing is like especially with discord there's a whole bunch of different types of like you know joining in for online game groups so it's not like say like if you were if you lived in the middle of nowhere and there was no friendly local game store you know, it's just you didn't really have anyone to play D and D with, but now it's just you can fire up your computer, and you can meet somebody that you know might live in in Hungary, and they're playing, yeah. and it, it's it's kind of cool because you're seeing the the world your world expands as the Earth itself seems to get a little bit smaller and and less oh my gosh superly large overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. Been, we watched it's been it. very, very it. cool to watch this happen. And you know, it, it needed to happen because it's part of kind of the world waking up. And I know here in the US this last year has been crazy with all of the you know, social upheaval over racism and everything, which is highly, highly appropriate. I'm going to be the first person here to say it. I am all for it. It needed to happen because there was a whole, there still is, and it's going to take years for it to get worked out if it's ever worked out. But the more places where People that are not like me or Joel or, you know, anybody else that we know, you know, they, it's okay to, to not have those, uh, it's okay to have those people that are not us there and in this very small environment and be welcomed in, at, at all steps. From beginning to somebody that's been here for thirty years, I mean, and there's well, a kind of camaraderie that comes around it too, I guess, right? Yeah. What were you well, going to say, Gordon? I was going to say, kind of going back to some of what we're talking about, like the last five years of podcasting, and what we hope are at least five more. That's part of why I love seeing new editions. A lot of times, I can find something I love and enjoy in every edition of every game I've ever played. Every single edition of D&D has something I find worthwhile, fun, good. Every single one. For all that I have complained about some changes in games like Shadowrun between editions, there are still improvements and things that I find good in every edition. Saying my my wife is is the same way. <laughs> saying there's only one way to play, saying there's only one magical text and magical way of doing it keeps people out and that is something everyone listening if you think you should be keeping people out of gaming please i hope you find a different podcast that will serve you well i don't know if we're going to be able to accommodate you because the right way to play a game there is a right way which is to play it you know for everyone to have fun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There, there there it is if everyone is having fun, it's being done correctly. If yeah. it is whatever the game is. And there are some I don't enjoy as much as others. And there are some systems other people enjoy a lot less than I do. And that's kind of the magic. And that goes back to one of our recurring themes about talk to your players at the table. <laughs> Yo. <Yes. laughs> the thing is like Communication. Every... And the thing is, it, here's the thing. And this is hilarious, but... And I can't remember where I read it, but there was Garde Manger. I'm sure you might remember stuff about this, but they found out that, you know, people that do uh, tabletop RPGs 
and, you know, actively work together. It's a whole, you know, GM works with the group and vice versa. And rather than, you know, head to head smoosh, they found that they have better uh, resolution, uh, conflict resolution skills. And now for uh, youth that actually have like uh, certain types of like mental disorders that make things difficult, like attachment disorder, make things difficult to communicate and stuff like that, doing stuff through the game. Uh, under uh, there are initiatives out there that are actually showing a lot of great promise that are helping people understand and in a safe environment where you know it doesn't really matter you know 60 years down the line you posted a horribly mean evil tweet no but if you're doing it into a game and you're trying to learn and practice stuff about yourself in a safe environment you know with the right professionals you know it's like Oh my gosh, it's still a, a live and dynamic experience, and you get to learn by making mistakes. But because yeah. they is a much bigger thing, there there is a lot of just uh, extra credits. Did a, an episode on that, and I was I, I saw that I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. And the thing is, guys, you know, for gatekeeping, and you're for being an asshole, stuff like that. One, you're not welcome at my table, and if you attack. Anybody at my table, and I will quote the meme, it's like, when you attack one of us, all of us roll for initiative. Yeah. I love that freaking meme. I really do. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, if you're not, if you're going to tell people that they're doing it wrong and, and gatekeeping and, you know, it's more than just telling them that they're doing it wrong. But, you know, if you're going to be a hyper gatekeeper, then you don't need to be anywhere near anything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And we're not, and the thing is like, we're not saying gatekeeping saying, no, no, no. Uh, I don't think you'd be a right fit for a game. Like say, if you have somebody that has really bad social anxiety and they can't handle more than like three players in a GM, you know, that's not gatekeeping. That's also <laughs> no, just taking that's player out their group. Mm -hmm. But if you're just saying, well, you, it's like you were part of Shadowrun run at first edition. You can't play. Get some ants in that guy's face. Yeah. And and we see it a lot. And we've kind of drifted a little bit on our topics, but we see it Sorry. a lot. It's okay. This happens. This is this is an unscripted episode. This is one that doesn't yeah. even have much in the way of the bones or the skeleton we work from. <laughs> no, we have like two sentences in the show notes, guys. And if you, so you, you know. if you look at the doodly-doo in the show notes, there are times it is several thousand words. Yeah. Yes, if you have not been looking at the show notes, they've basically been like multiple blog posts in one. You've missed yeah. that value added value added proposition. But we see that a lot with older players kind of disparaging newer players and their style of play as well as the systems they, they gravitate towards. And I don't think it is helpful. While I will celebrate games published in 1970s well i will happily play games that have frankly illogical but an attempt at being war gamey type rules in, in a lot of circumstances that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with people not wanting to play them star oh, frontiers yeah. is fun and neat but oh my god is it clunky it is but it's 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 the style and from the time it's it's kind it of like of a slice time. of yeah. time and you, that is that is a great and wonderful thing that you can if you really dive into the history of RPGs, like you can find all of these amazing things. And actually, that's something that I do want to do a little more of. Perfect segue into these, as well as things that are going to start showing up in our Patreon, because I want to start doing things like that in our Patreon for the people that are. Uh, shameless patrons. required podcast yeah. plug. Yeah, say, we're a podcast there's a patreon attached to it we would love it if you would you know if you have that spare capacity right now to sign up become a patron and send a dollar or two our way we'll try to be working on some really fun and interesting discussions and, and posts and things that we can do to kind of thank you for that but oh <laughs> the idea da, 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 da. hold on and she'll hold on it. Hold on now. So for those who uh, follow me on Twitter or, you know, interact well, with me Twitter. on Discord. Yeah. Um, so 
Zach, who has been on our show before. We we interviewed him as a brand new GM who had never run anything but was planning on running something. He actually has his own show now where they are playing a superhero fate game. Sort of. But that's something for a different time. But Zach and I were talking and once I finish this move that I'm getting ready to make and get everything set up in my new place. Zach and I have talked about potentially putting together a Twitch stream that will go to uh, our patrons first and then to uh, the both of us will put together. We're going to put together a... Uh, probably like a little YouTube series about, you know, old GM, new GM, and things that we see, like, you know, in the game systems. And Zach has set, agreed to sit down with me and do this. So it is coming. Not sure on a, on a final date yet. But well, it is there, in the works. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that you're doing, I'm doing. I'm staring at my air conditioning and making sure it's just like, if you falter at all. <laughs> ah, please. We're getting our lows back down to like 72, 73, so we'll be fine here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to know, but... know one thing that's actually kind of weird in a way, though? What's um, that? That the one thing I, I have to say is that in doing this, one, it doesn't feel like five years. It really doesn't. But in other, in doing this, and doing this with, with you two uh, lovely gentlemen, it, it's become, it's in a strange way, it's like both of uh, both my husband and I have like different hangups on, on running our games and stuff like that. So the thing is, like, the stuff that I worry about, I, I'm actually able to kind of, you know, get advice from you guys as we're talking about stuff in, you know, in, in different episodes. Stuff that I know that I'm very weak with, stuff that I know I'm very strong with. But it's, in a weird way, it's allowed me to go, like, you know what? Yeah, you guys are better at this. I'll take the L and move on. <laughs> and it's it's kind of weird uh, in a way, because usually when you, no one wants to be reminded of, you know, hey, I'm not quite, I'm not, I'm not as good or I'm missing something like this. But this one is just like, for me, it's more like, okay, I've got a lot of reading to do if I'm going to catch up to this because it's interesting. Instead of, you know, identifying a shortcoming and going, oh, say, it's like, okay, if I get better, this could be more fun. And it took right. a bit for me to realize what happened there because before I was just like, I don't know anything about this. I'm going to hide under the table and you guys can talk about it. Now it's more like, well, Instead of that, uh, with, with some of the DM techniques we talked about way, way back in the day, they like, yes, and, yes, or, or that kind of stuff. I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah well, what about, uh, or something like that, so I can actually get information. I've been actually be what, using what DM if? techniques. Yeah, been yeah. using DM techniques to, to uh, not to say that I'm like, to acknowledge like, well, I don't completely understand it, but not saying it's like, I don't know about this, not my thing, hide under you know, go on my blanket for it. It's kind of neat. Well, and that's Yay. one of the reasons why we want to have people interact with us on all of our social media because we're highly accessible. I'm always on Twitter like all the time. I mean, and we don't, I mean, I'll be honest, we don't have a huge number of followers on Twitter, we don't have a huge Discord server. So, I mean, if you post a question in any of those, we get back really fast, usually. I mean, Discord sometimes can go a day or so, but it's usually not more than about two or three days before somebody has replied. And I'll, I'll admit my Discord got crazy, so I kind of turned off notifications because it was getting um, difficult to manage. But. What he is saying is true. We are actually really easy to find and would love to hear more from you. Most importantly, 
We thrive on interaction, and we really do want to know what you want to hear next. We, we are curious about how we can better serve you because, well, we love hanging out virtually and talking. We also do honestly believe that we're trying to help people be better GMs and, and that some of what we have to say, at least if you listen, at least one of the three of us is going to say something in each episode that will help you. And it may vary episode to episode on who you end up thinking is uh, uh, the person who, who's right. <laughs> but it will almost never As be. It should be. Which, yeah. Never Which is usually already me. <laughs> but it's usually when it's coming to like who's right, Gardemange or Zen, it's 90% of the time Gardemange and the other 10% is both of you are wrong. <laughs> I'm never right. It's yeah, okay. I, 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 just, I get to, I get to riff you just a little bit. You're, hey, to say it, dude. You started as a friend. Now you're my brother, and that means I get to pick on you a little bit. I'm the younger sibling, and I'm going to poke you, <laughs> just a bit, just, just a bit. bit. From time, but to you time. know I love you. But you know that I love you. And if I, if I overstep, say, dude, not cool, and I'm like, shit, sorry, dude. Yeah. Well, and looking at the next year or two years, looking forward, I mean, we kind of did a little bit last year on a similar idea, but. I'm getting back into writing more, and so I'm hoping to get uh, things like the card catalog rolling again. I literally have like five game systems I started working on characters for, never finished because, well, I did. I kind of got burned out, and things got out of control. And you know, 2020. Oh, oh yeah, 2020 has been a whole lot of growth, and, yeah. and early 21 as far as finding the things that bring joy, finding the way to balance what I need versus what. I need to do. And so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've been getting back into writing more, getting my, my side hustles in, in various spheres rolling. And uh, I'm looking forward to rolling through those kinds of characters again, because I enjoyed, and I think people who read them enjoyed seeing kind of the tapestry of the characters and how the, the system got used for it. So that's, yeah. I've probably said it before in previous years, but one of my goals is to get that card catalog rolling again um, and finish the very least the setting that I've been building out slowly in a bunch of the, the uh, um, stat blocks over the last year and a half. And what stat block stuff? Oh, 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 but wait, hold on. There's but more. Wait. There is there is something that is in the works involving the stat blocks. Almost like I have a list of segues on a stick. I know, right? So that's what we evil, have, evil geniuses do. They plan ahead. We have I well, I it's it hasn't been started yet, but I am going through all the way back to the very first episodes where we started doing stat blocks. And I am going to create a master list of all of them that we have done. And Gardemanger and myself have decided to tackle this, um, which is going to be one hell of a tackle. Um, basically, we're going to pick some of them and we're going to put together basically a small book of stat blocks that have been reworked a little bit m fleshed out a little more a lot of the early ones we went from like 150 to somewhere as many as 1500 words and getting them all to a kind of now where we try to stay in the ballpark of about 300 words but we want to get all of them fleshed out to a certain word count. And we haven't decided on any of that yet, but they're also going to kind of tie in together for some and put those together in one bundle. And we're going to basically take all of the stat blocks and rework them eventually, given time. I'm not going to say we're going to have them all done in the next five weeks because I don't, I'm not <laughs> It will be, be done that. in the future. It, it will be done in the future. Yes. And that's my goal is to try to start tackling some of those and, and bring those in and create this kind of cool system agnostic 
bits that you can just pick and pluck and place in your game. And if you are a Patreon, you will get access to this as we're working on it. And when the final one is done, you will actually get a copy of it also, as being a patron. Yeah. That's it. You will get and a then copy. when we're done, when it's all finished, and we've got all of the because I would like to try to do some get some artwork for it and get it professionally laid out by having my wife do that. Uh, Basically, we would like to publish for our yeah. patrons and fans a collection of what we think are some of the really good stat blocks that have been done. Some of them that weave together settings, almost like a mini campaign book, and some that we think are just a really fun way that you can kind of advance your your own game. And if you are on Patreon, and are a patron of Seize the GM, you will get advanced previews, you will get an early copy, probably digitally, as well as the chance to influence what we look at and what we choose to put in there. And then at varying levels, you will get a copy or a discounted price to get a hard copy for a print of that book. Before, before you hear that, it will be in your hands before anyone else is able to buy yeah. it who is not on Patreon. Well, yeah, almost anyone else who is not. On <laughs> yeah, well, my goal is to to make sure that the patrons get access to, at the very least, the digital copy before anyone else. And when I say before anyone else, I mean, like, they will have it and then we will wait for a month before submit it to like drive through. Obviously, so, this is an evolving conversation, and you're getting to yeah. hear it live. <laughs> live. In all fairness. But that is the that is the concept. We want to basically create maybe maybe more than one, but at least one We're starting in the one. next in the next year. I would like to see that happen. By the end of this calendar year, by the way, it is June of 2021. So by the end of 2021, we should have, if not a nice polished draft, an actual like table of contents of what's intended to be in the first of this kind of stat block compilations. And yeah. perhaps we will even spin some of this off that we've worked on into setting books. Again, would you like to know the best way to give us your input on what direction you think we should take? That's right. Patreon. Second best is Discord. So yes, you get half credit for that one. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> Tell us what you want to hear and the best way you think we can go about it, because we want to share some of this. And we want to hear how you are enjoying what you've done in your games. And that's something that matters. It does. But we have been mm -hmm. babbling for almost 45 minutes. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> oh, we could go for so, so much longer. I know. Oh, yeah. But we're going to close up for now. And we are going to give out our closing remarks. And then we are all going to, well, they're going to work on things. I'm going to finish packing my house so that I can move. <laughs> um, so next episode, you won't hear from me. And that is why I'm just giving everybody a heads up. That is send, why I will not be around. Send Zen some Ben Gay for all the lifting <laughs> he's going to have to do. Um. And I might even miss the one after that, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to try to only miss one more and then be back and able to record. So, let's so next go ahead time, and hit those closing remarks, guys. Next time, you get me and Jules. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Well, look, let's put it this way. God and definitely has the charisma, and I've got the ability to date a mind like a boss, so. <laughs> All right. Be scared. So, Zen, ah! what do you Oh, me? Mine is boring. Yeah. Nope. You, yes, say that okay. you say that again. I'm not giving you gluten-free cookies. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay, normally I have something really cool, but uh, since most of my things are boxed up, um, 
what I'm going to say is you need to get outside. Um, it has been relatively nice where I am at. It, it's hot because it's summer, but, you know, get outside, do something in the in the outdoors because you need to. Everyone needs to. And also, if you're going to be outside and there are people around, please get your vaccine. Please. It's important. Because I know people that can't get it. And they can't get it because they're going through things like chemo. Or they're and their allergic. their doctors won't let them. Or they're no, allergic to like, certain components within, within the vaccine I itself. I actually know two people that can't get it because they're going through chemo right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and one of my friends can't get it because one of the, the liquid uh, agents that they keep it in. They're allergic to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, please go out if you can get vaccinated because that helps everyone. Um, and get outside where you don't have to be right on top of each other. Play frisbee. Throw a ball. I don't know. Do something. But do it Grab outside. Some, actually, go out. <laughs> go pick some fruit. Go out, pick there some fruit, go. wash it off, and then, you know, like sit under a tree and eat the fruit. There you go. <laughs> All right. Jules, what you got? All right. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is because my Kickstarter finally came in. Uh, there is a card game I have fallen in love with. If you're a friend, if you are a fan of the Adams family or the Ghastly Crumtines, you know, those kind of things, there's a card game out there called Gloom. And it's oh, one yeah. of the funniest things I have Keith ever Baker. played. Mm-hmm. But I I backed the Kickstarter. So I got Gloom. And the pretty much is, is like, you want to pretty much wax your entire family. In the most by having gruesome horror, way possible. Yeah. Racking up. And the thing is, like, the way that it works, all the cards, they're, they're mostly clear. They're, like, they're, they're plastic cards. And you play cards on top of each other. And the clear parts let certain things come through, like, you know, like pictures or something, but they'll cover up like and and overwrite like good or bad things that happen. You could play it on you or other people. But there is and the reason I it's it's hilarious. It's awesome. There's some lovely expansion packs to it. But there is also gloom. It's called Gloom of Thrones. Yeah. And the other one. (laughs) There is now, and there's also gloom in space. There's, you know, and there is the uh, Eldritch Gloom. So pretty nice. much they have like your standard flavor. Oh, and there is also Gloom Munchkin. I forgot about that One <laughs> of the, as the reward. I, I came in and I'm looking at it and it's, it's the same artist. It's the same guy that does Dork Tower, but you're looking at everybody instead of like all the hat. They have like these straight flat one like line across the face kind of art where I'm like, oh my gosh. But the yeah. artwork is good. The game is fun. And since, you know, as people get vaccinated, we get to go hang out with people again. Um, especially the thing is like because they it's so goofy in a way, at least for me, it kind of helps me laugh at the um, all the crap that we've had to deal with this past year. And yeah. oh, my. And, and the nice thing is with some of a lot of the cards, they kind of have that. um Kind of like the the ghastly crumpines kind of feel of yeah, it's kind, a, of, kind of, of sort of rhymey bit. What the the artwork always the original artwork always reminded me of kind of a like newsprint Victorian yes kind of feel to the cards. Uh, yeah, I remember when that game first came out. Yeah. It was so silly. But the, the the writing on it though, it's like, and if you remember, like. It's like A is for Albert who fell on the stairs. B is for Beatrice who was eaten by bears. You yep. know, from that, but it had it takes that kind of a, a cadence to it. It it's not all on all of them, but it ha- it might not all fit, but it kind of feels like that. And the nice thing is also they have like there's all these different there's like different families or or groups that you play. One of them there's like you know an old Victorian one. One of them is a. Uh, uh, it was like a group of circus performers, like old Victorian circus performers. So if you can 
the company's good. Check it out, support it, pick up the game, play it amongst your friends, you know, and and have them. It's like found true love. You gain all you you say, oh my gosh, I found true love, the worst thing ever. Yeah, because like you want your opponents to be all happy and you to kill off your entire family. (laughs) That's the goal of the game. Yep. So I recommend it. And the nice thing is it's, you know, it's a, it's about the, the size of a small, like just the, the starter deck, you know, that's all you need. It's about the size of a small, small ski notebook. So it's not very big. You know, you can stick it in your pocket. Yep. So while you're outside having your, uh, having your fresh fruit and enjoying yourself, have some friends over and play and, and, and laugh. And the nice thing about it, since they're plastic, a little bit heavier, you don't have to worry as as much about wind, although you do a little. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry for rambling a bit there. Go to manger. I'm going to recommend that people go download Feast of Legends. You know what? It is time to try a new RPG, and it's free. Yes, this is a little manipulative. Yes, it is a huge tongue-in-cheek joke. But it also is proof of the primacy of geek culture, and I think it's worth a laugh. And and like you said, we all could use that. If you don't know, Feast of Legends is set in the nation of Freshtovia. Queen Wendy has maintained peace for generations by now. Her arch nemesis, the Ice Jester, plots to destroy her kingdom and throw the entire realm into a frozen age. The Queen takes a band of adventurers with the courage to take on the Ice Jester and his horde of frozen minions. Yes, it is, in fact, a fast food chain, 100-page RPG with its own classes built around chicken sandwiches, french fries, and frosties. It is built on the skeleton of D&D 5. It is easy. It is accessible. It is something that you can pick up and play and have a lot of fun with. And, and the artwork, the artwork. Tell about the artwork. Holy oh crap. My God. It, it is yeah. honestly some of the better fantasy artwork that I have seen in a while. It, it actually is. <sighs> it makes me want to play a Baconator just kind of looking at the order of the Baconator drawing. <laughs> no. So it is ridiculous. It is fun. And, and it's and got. It is, it is more than a little bit manipulative. <laughs> But the it, fact that a, a major corporation actually shelled out the money to develop this, print it—well, not print it, but but create it, hire the writers, hire the artists, and put it together—and it's actually better. I I I, I took a flip through. It's better put together than a whole bunch of other uh, as people see real. I'm using binary writers, but yeah, RPG books. What the? Yeah. It, it it is an example of what you can do, and. It's fun, and honestly, I, I kind of like the tongue-in-cheek, dad joke kind of hilarity. Yeah. Um, also, you, I, you just need to get it, and you need to get it, and you come need to find us on social media and tell us what you thought. It's free, <laughs> better than just yeah. Anyway, we've rambled on long enough. It has been a long number of years, even if I have not been there since the beginning, because I am the latecomer replacement. I am the stand-in, who still says that, even though it's been years and years and years. I'm going to flick your ear for that. (laughs) You're valued. We love you. And you make this. That's why I wear earphones. That's why I've got the headphones. This (laughs) is why you have the, but you have such a, a lovely flair for. Uh, the dramatic. You have this wonderful knowledge of of theater and and, cla- and the classics that you know. It's like while I will read Shakespeare voraciously, I ha- I, I can't act my way out of a paper bag. We will worry about <laughs> each other on a different anniversary episode <laughs> because, like Zen said, we are actually now cresting past 45 minutes we are in fact getting up to one of our longer episodes that we've had in a while but it's been fun and it's fun to talk and before you know i turn it over to the usual kind of outros i just wanted to say thank you to anybody listening and to zen and jules and noel and everybody else who's been part of this journey so far and and that it's really been uh a high point of what I now get to call my life. So thank you.
And here's hoping for the future, right, man? My goal is to keep going for at least another five. I want to see how long we can keep this going. My goal is to get a Baconator and (laughs) figure out what kind of class I'm going to do. And uh, hopefully... You know, oh yeah, hope- and, and 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 it's not manipulative at all because if you bring a Wendy's actual meal to the game, you get bonuses. Wait, you're kidding? No, oh, no, no there was well, that's it built into the rules at, at the table. Oh god! <laughs> and if you bring something that's not Wendy's, you get penalties. <laughs> like they were very manipulative about it, but it's fun. So yes, folks. Yeah, I'm- I'm looking forward to like five years of of learning, growing, and laughing, and and eventually I, I want to mediate the challenge between you two about Starship Troopers. <laughs> that's a null, and I. <laughs> that's that's me and null, man. We are. I'm still waiting are... on that. I want to just like just like do you two. I want you and Null to throw down, <laughs> and Gardemanger and I will will provide the commentary, right? I'm just going to sit over here making a drink and uh, watch with my feet up on, you know. Yeah. So if you found us, if you've listened to any other episode before this and you came back, thank you. If this is your first episode and you stuck through to the end, you have found your people. Please download the previous episodes, listen, catch up, and we're glad to have you with us. So until next time. Have fun. Play a lot of games. And roll some dice. Thanks for checking in. It was a blast sharing our thoughts and ideas on our time. We hope that you had a great time with us and could hardly wait to share the next show. In the meantime, let us know how you handled this topic in your own games. You can find us on most social media platforms, especially Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to follow us, search for Seize the GM. And if you just want to follow one of us, search for our names on the social media platform of your choice, or go to SeizeTheGM.com for convenient links. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted material referenced herein are held by the respective owners. No infringement intended and no claim of ownership is Once again, thanks to you, our listeners. We hope you gained some ideas for your ongoing games. Or the inspiration to run your first. Now get out there and play some games. Roll some dice. Be safe, and you'll hear from us again soon.